This is Irish MMA, I'm Mick Bauer and today I'm joined by the founder of MMAviking.com and fountain of knowledge when it comes to all things Nordic MMA, Mr Ryan O'Leary. Now those of us who follow MMA religiously have to keep up to date with MMAviking.com when it comes to all things Scandinavian and Nordic. For those people who don't know about your website, can you just talk a little bit about how it got set up? what it's about and where you're at now. Yeah, um, gosh, how did we get started? Well, uh, so I'm an American. I got a nice Irish last name though. Um, but I married a Swede in 2000. Uh, and that was the beginning of my downfall in uh, getting moved here uh, to Stockholm. So, uh, I mean, just my uh, background. I was a wrestler in college and actually happened to be on the wrestling team uh, at the exact same time as a gentleman named uh, Chuck Liddell. Uh, so he was kind of my, uh, my way to MMA. I followed him closely and even when we were uh, wrestling back in the day he would kind of disappear for kickboxing you know, tournaments and just fights in general. Uh, so started following his career um, uh, back in the 90s. Um, and then I, I trained a little bit. In 2008, I moved to uh, Stockholm uh, with my wife and my little boy. And I think the first week I was here, actually, I started training at a local place, uh, Hilti, here in Stockholm. And David Bjelgaden and uh, Diego Gonzalez were training there and got exposure to the, what was happening here in Stockholm. And I think like the next week after I met some of the guys, uh, uh, started the website MMAviking.com uh, to more expose what was happening in Sweden. Um, and then from that point, I really started learning a bit how the, the scene was intertwined. A lot of the guys in Sweden would go fight um, in Finland. Um, so instead of just focusing on um, the, the Swedish scene uh, added Finland into the fold, and then before I, I knew it, we were really focused on building a website uh, that was focused on Scandinavia and actually all of the Nordics. Okay, well, just jumping on a little bit, obviously you were over in London last week for the UFC with a Swede topping the bill, and there were thousands of Swedes came over. Can you just talk about uh, how last weekend was for you and, you know, the, the size of that Swedish support that came? Yeah, I, I mean, uh, it, it's really this last, I don't know, maybe like year and a half or so that I think Alex has really gone uh, mainstream and fans are starting to travel travel to his fights. I, I think, um, uh, just thinking back when uh, Alex fought in Philadelphia a few years ago against Matt Hamill, I think there were like four Swedes there. I mean, so like the, the traveling crew, it was like, I think Alex's mom and his sister, Akira Korsani was there. I was there. Uh, a couple guys from Kimura.se uh, were there. So um, it's really changed. So this dynamic in London was really amazing. It was the most fans I've seen travel, uh, travel for a fight. And there's a couple companies that are booking um, full packages where you can go, you know, get a flight, get a hotel, go to Alex's after party and really support the Swede. So I know that these packages are really hot items. And 
I don't know if a, a thousand sounds high, but there are definitely hundreds and hundreds of, of Swedes there to um, really make it feel like a, a Swedish crowd. I think the chants that were most uh, vocal were, were Swedish um, based. So it was a really amazing, amazing scene and a, you know, a, a great time for the, the Swedish fighters. When Zufa are rolling their product out around the place, they always talk about how crazy it's blowing up places. And in the UK, while it's got a very solid hardcore fan base, and in Ireland it's really exploding at the moment, and maybe through Conor McGregor becoming mainstream, in Sweden, would you say that MMA is a mainstream pastime yet? Um, well, I think if you look at the, the media uh, coverage, it's really changed since the John Jones fight. Um, that, that was really the first time where um, mainstream media was interested in, in covering Alex and putting him on the local news and considering MMA a real uh, sport. Uh, before that time, it was more in the zone of you know, debate shows where they would talk about the safety of fighting and the legalization of MMA and professional boxing. Um, so I think there's a, I mean, there's a huge contingency of, of hardcore fans, but once Alex got back from that John Jones bout, I mean, the mainstream media, they were waiting for him at the, the airport. Um, you know, so it was like the large Afton, our, our biggest, uh, and most serious news, uh, coverage, um, you know, put him on the news. They filmed him live coming in from the airport. So that's really when the frenzy um, started. And again, for this uh, bout against Manua, he was on the local news. When he came back, he was on the radio, um, you know, a couple days ago, and he was the, the front page of, of, of the paper. Yeah. I mean, I, I recently read, like, the autobiography of Sweden's greatest sporting superstar, Zlatan. And throughout that, Zlatan goes on about how he's not a typical Swede, about how he's, the Swedish way is to be reserved, the Swedish way is not to put yourself out there, not to talk about how great you are. And like, he feels that one of the reasons that he's become such a big deal in Sweden around the world is because he's the complete opposite to this. Did you see anything with Alex, the way he's like now started calling people out? Is he starting to be less Swedish to push his career forward? Yeah, and I, you know, listening to, to Alex um, uh, talk, I, I think he's still within the, the Swedish... Uh, the Swedish framework. Um, uh, I think his call-outs, he's really focused on getting the belt and getting the rematch. And I think if you listen to what he says, that's really what he's, um, you know, what he's focused on. I don't think he's too boisterous on saying I'm the best and really talking to boost himself up. He's really focused on the belt. And I think he realizes now that in order to get a rematch and, and what helped him in getting the original title shot is it, it's more than just what happens within the cage. It's also a, a business and promotion. So I think he's doing what he can inside and outside of the ring uh, to make that happen. And a little talk is, uh, is helping him get there. So I, I haven't seen any, um, any sort of resistance to, you know, Alex saying people saying that Alex isn't, you know, sweet or he's too bragging. He's 
everything he says, he's backing, you know, backing up in the cage. And I think it's just natural uh, for what he's doing inside the cage to, you know, to talk in that manner that he wants the, the title and he's calling out John Jones because that's all he thinks about. And he knows he needs to do that to, to make it happen. Yeah, in the new territories that Zufa have gone to, I mean, it, it's tended to be when fans have had one person to hang their hat on and get behind, like, you know, Gustafsson in Sweden, Conor McGregor in Ireland. Obviously, in Brazil, you've got an entire murderer's row for people to follow and say, look how great our guys are doing. It's not happened in the UK and, possibly, you know, possibly the same reason in Germany because there's not been that one star or group of stars to get behind. Do you think that the Swedish scene is like strong enough and gaining enough momentum that, say, Alex were to go away tomorrow and get injured or something, there'd be still like enough interest to keep selling out the stadiums and keep getting people going to their fights? Yeah, I mean, Alex is obviously becoming a bigger and bigger um, draw. But even when the UFC came to Sweden for the first time in 2012, I mean, Alex wasn't you know, a huge, huge name at, at that point, um, you know, and the, the place sold out in, in hours. Uh, so I don't think Alex is carrying the, the whole scene. And, you know, even on this last, uh, the card this last weekend, we had Alir Latifi uh, that was on the card. He, he won. And um, when he fought on Superior Challenge, uh, Superior Challenge 8 in Malmo, I mean, they had, uh, I don't know, 5,000, 6,000 fans there. So they sold out a good size arena with the Lear um, headlighting that. So he's a bit of a popular uh, character. Um, Nico Masaki, a, a teammate of Alex's, is now 2 0 um, in the UFC. Um, you know, Magnus Seedenblad uh, just won uh, a few months ago. So, uh, you know, there's a contingency of, of Swedes that are in the UFC and, um, and have uh, local, local popularity. Yeah, I'm interested in the local scene. You mentioned Superior Challenge there, and I know people who've been over there working and just spectating and tell me what a great show it is. is are there like many other shows coming up behind that, or like Superior Challenge it, and what's the state of health of that promotion recently? <laughs> Yeah, Superior, they're about to have their 10th show uh, in the beginning of May in Helsingborg. Um, so they're, they're a strong uh, promotion here and they've you know, put on one or two uh, fight cards a year. And, um, and all the guys that I've you know, mentioned, Alir Latifi, Alexander, Nico Musaki, um, they've all fought on superior challenge so that's kind of an um you know a nice promotion to fight on to get exposure to go to the the next scene um uh, the zone fc is a consistent promotion that runs out of gothenburg at uh, two shows uh a year and there's you know several other um smaller promotions that that have fighters that you know have potential and and getting some attention to them uh within within Sweden, but in, you know, in Finland, we have cage, which is another, um, you know, big promotion. They have a fight night promotion out there. Um, that's starting to put on some of the, the up and comers and top stars. Um, and of course in Denmark, uh, cage warriors is moving 
uh, into there. And then we also have um, European MMA, which has put on some pretty strong cards in, in Copenhagen. Yeah. It's like, when I've been to like fight shows in Germany, I've noticed a real difference between uh, the way people behave at local shows and the way they do when the UFC comes to town. When kind of they're at local shows, they're more reserved like a German boxing crowd. And then when the UFC comes to town, they start acting like crazy Americans and waving the tap-out gear around and sort of whooping it up for the cameras. You know, what's, what's a typical sort of Scandinavian crowd like? And does it differ from country to country? Yeah, and I, and I think one important thing to note, uh, especially in this last uh, uh, UFC in, in Stockholm, I'd say like 30 or 40% of the people there were uh, you know, we're from abroad. I know Connor fought on that card, so it felt like there was a strong Irish contingent there for sure. Um, you know, so it's the, the UFC, is a, it's a bit of a frenzy and it's a really mixed crowd. And I, I think there's a bit more celebration and maybe t- tipping back on some drinks um, <laughs> to get a little more uh, of a rowdy crowd. And, and lots of those, you know, they come for one or two of their guys and really root them on. So I would say those aren't the typical Scandinavian shows are a bit more, a bit more reserved, especially here, uh, here in Sweden. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, obviously the price of alcohol in Sweden probably restricts how rowdy people get. But... <laughs> yeah, well, I guess you, know, you can plan ahead of time and, you know, peak at the right moment. <laughs> so I think I, I think there's some different strategies strategies around that. Okay, so as you mentioned earlier, like Cage Warriors are coming to Copenhagen a week on Saturday. So what's the the reaction been to that card in in the greater Nordic MMA community? Yeah, well, I I think the buzz really really hasn't kicked in. I think everyone was just getting over this UFC in London card that took a lot of attention um around it but this this cage wears card it's um a really nice well-rounded nordic card um you know they got the norwegians uh some of the top norwegian fighters Uh, they got swedes it's headlined by you know the local uh, nicholas dalby um they got tony taru kind of an up-and-coming prospect from finland on the card so it it's it's got its regional buzz and it's pulling in a little attention from, from each of the Nordic countries. So I I imagine it to be a, you know, a nice, you know, a nice card and, and um, you know, thousands of of fans there. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, what happens at this show. And I'm I'm sure that the attention will start to pick up uh, uh, probably starting early next week or this, this weekend uh, to the lead up to the card. Yeah, I'm going to say for, for people outside Scandinavia, including myself, uh, is there any name on that card who you'd point to as somebody who's maybe going to be a big star of the future, or somebody who's like a sleeper who people outside your orbit wouldn't actually have heard of, who is going to entertain on that Saturday night? Yeah, and I mean, how much do you even like hear about uh, Nicholas Dalby? Fair point. Yeah, I mean, are you are you familiar with him, or do it's like he's? I mean, he's the headliner on the card. He's one of the top, uh, you know, Danish guys. He's undefeated, but 
he's someone that I think can really benefit from a Cage Warriors card because he doesn't get that much buzz or attention outside of, of even Denmark. I know a lot of Swedes aren't that familiar with him and even individuals that follow the sport in, in Finland. So, um, you know, he's someone that I think is going to be on the, you know, the big scene. He's fighting for a title there, so he can be a breakout guy. I think, um, I just think he hasn't had the opponents put in front of him, you know, the, the type of like tough fallouts that people have maybe heard of. Um, most of the, his opponents it, have been known more on the, the local scene here. So I think he's got a real opportunity. You know, I don't know if the Sergey Churilov is, is the name to put him over, but he'll have, um, you know, the belt. And I think he's one or two fights away from getting, you know, some attention in the, you know, the UFC knocking on his door. Um, uh, one of the guys from Finland that I, I really like and mentioned briefly is this Tony uh, Taru, um, a featherweight. Uh, yeah, featherweight. I was thinking he's a bantamweight. Is, is uh, a really solid uh, fighter to look at. He's fighting a, a Muay Thai uh, Swede, Martin Akhtar, which should be a real exciting uh, fight. He... Um, Tony Taru got our submission of the year last year. He had a nice go-go plata in European MMA um, against a, a, a Swede uh, that actually was on the first episode of Tough, so a real solid um, uh, win for him. And he, he's a guy uh, to look out for. Um, and I think a nice match that they have on this card is um, uh, a Swedish-based uh, Brazilian, Bruno Carvalho, um, who was real close to the UFC at a nice winning streak uh, a few years back, and he's fighting um, uh, Norwegian uh, Mosin uh, Bahari, which should be a nice matchup, and that's the, the co-headliner on that card. Yeah, sure. I agree with you totally about Dolby, because he's somebody, it's a name that I'd heard, but I weren't really familiar with him. But then in the build-up to the Cage Warriors card and doing a bit of research, you know, he seems a solid fighter, but he seems a very marketable guy as well, you know, like very personable, you know, the, the kind of person you could really get off of with the mainstream people and that. So I, I think that having, having him headlining and, you know, it's a real smart move by Cage Warriors. Yeah, yeah. And that, and, and that's what I really think, that he's, he's under the radar, but, you know, he's got a good look. He's a, you know, a real... A real likable guy does good, you know, interviews, and he's he's a real interesting guy. He takes a lot of, you know, pictures, and is a real techie nerd. So you know, he's the kind of guy that you can you know talk to for hours, and a really interesting um, and likable guy. Yeah. Well, in a few months after that, obviously, the UFC are returning to Stockholm. Uh, is it the same kind of thing as happens in the UK? as happens in Ireland, well, not so much in Ireland because people are keen to see Conor McGregor and keen to see the homegrown guys. But when the UFC is coming to the UK, there's a constant kind of few months of bitching before any announcement about we want big fights, we want big names. Is it the same over in Sweden? Yeah, yeah. I think the bitching factor is, is probably about average here. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I know on, on this last card, uh, you know, especially once Alex you know, fell off, 
uh, you know, there were a lot of un, unhappy fans. And I, I don't think Alex is going to be put on this October 4th card. Um, so I'm sure there'll be, uh, you know, a lot of complaints about it. And even the last card, there were, you know, people didn't think that the card was that strong, even with Alex, you know, headlining and several Swedes on the card. So, um, so I, I would say, you know, it's not um, any different than any other country that, you know, you know, wants Anderson Silva on the card or, you know, some, some dream card that they've, you know, imagined. Um, so no different than, than probably where you are than here. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna ask a really dumb question now, but I feel like I'm. Uh, I'm kind of, you know, like the the guy or girl in the science fiction film who says, "What the hell's happening?" So somebody can explain the stuff, the, the premise to him. Okay, so to to me, like uh, Iceland comes under your remit. Is that like correct? Would you count them as a Nordic country or not? And, yeah. And by extension, uh, people excited about Gunnar Nelson, like the way that MMA nerds and just general fans of weird people are across the world. Yeah, so are you asking if uh, Iceland comes under the Nordic yeah. uh, banner? Yeah. So, I, and uh, the I think the differentiation and even uh, like the official definition of like Scandinavia and Nordics like when you say Scandinavia, although most people think like Nordics and Scandinavia is the same, is Scandinavia doesn't include uh, Finland, um, but uh, the Nordics is Iceland, Norway, Finland, Sweden, uh, Denmark. So those are the, the the Nordic countries, and Scandinavia is without, even though most people interchange them. And then on MMAViking.com, we also sprinkle in a little Estonia since we've started to cover them and they're a neighboring country uh, to Finland. Uh, so that's what we cover. But yeah, this last uh, week, and I'm not sure it is, what about our site or our access to uh, Gunner? And we've done a lot of work and coverage you know, with, with him and of him is uh, I think he's actually the top individual searched on our site and the most traffic uh, that we actually get. Yeah. Well, th thanks for clearing that up because uh, I've, my entire knowledge of Scandinavia is based on watching The Killing and Borgen and The Bridge. So <laughs> I'm, I'm just expect when, when I come over next week for Cage Warriors, I'm just expecting a lot of people brooding in woolly jumpers, a lot of murder, a lot of corruption, you know. <laughs> That, that kind of thing. It's, it's, it weren't until I saw the bridge that I realised there were a bridge from Sweden to Denmark. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. So it's a close neighbour. I think uh, the mood of, of the Swedes and the amount of, uh, of darkness you'll get will really be dependent on the weather. So, uh, so uh, somehow we have a fantastic day here and I, it was the first time I've said hi to like several neighbors. So I think everyone goes into hiding, you know, for four or five months, but uh, ho hopefully the sun will come out there in uh, Denmark uh, uh, for cage warriors and uh, you can some uh, friendly jolly folk there. Okay, so obviously as well as political corruption, horrific abuse and murder, in one bright thing in Scandinavia, the Nordic world, is MMA Viking. So can you just like tell people who want to like get clued up on Scandinavian stroke Nordic MMA where they can like 
find your fantastic writing videos, pictures, and other offerings? Yeah, so I, I would start with MMAviking.com. Uh, I think we have over 3,000 articles. Uh, and I, I think we do a heavy uh, percentage of our, our writing. We actually do write like perspectives, and we've done hundreds and hundreds of interviews. Uh, so most of the Nordic guys on, on this upcoming Cage Warriors card, you can go there and select the tag of any of these fighters, and you can find exclusive videos. Um, and interviews. So uh, hit up the site, click on that videos uh, tab or do a drop down on any fighter or promotion and um, you, you'll get more than you want to know and background on any of these guys. Okay, cheers Ryan. Thanks for your time, mate. Okay, cheers mate. Bye.